0: Good morning and welcome to Design Your Legacy, the podcast where I have inspiring conversations with women about their life, legacy and jewellery. I'm Rosanna, your host and founder of Rosanna Croft Jewellery, a bespoke fine jewellery company. In today's episode, I speak with the wonderful Dr. Sally Bell, a trained GP and medical doctor with a desire to encourage people to live wholeheartedly rather than just medicate their problems. It's so refreshing to speak to somebody like Sally who wants to make a massive change in how we view our health. Her journey has taken her all over the world and seeing people happy and healthy fills her with joy. I really hope you enjoy our conversation. Dr Sally Bell, Thank you so much for coming on Design Your Legacy. It's really, really lovely to have you here. How are you?
1: I'm very well. It's really good to see you and have a little bit of a catch up.
0: Fabulous. So to introduce yourself to our our listeners, please could you explain a little bit about your current role in life and why you do it?
1: Yeah, so yeah, I'm Dr. Sally and I've got I'm the founder of my company, Dr. Sally Bell, and I've been a medical doctor for 20 years. And I use a style of medicine that's very personalized and focuses on a disease it focuses on you instead of kind of looking at apart it's looking at the whole of you um, and instead of just medicating symptoms it's trying to get to the roots of why you're unwell and using that approach I've kind of helped hundreds of people over the years um, recover their health and I have a small little clinic um, I run online courses and um, also work with a lovely place called Hampton Manor which our family run where we're looking at um, creating sort of lifestyle escapes where um, I get to take you and and teach you all about the things that help you recover your health. I think the reason that I do this is that I went into medicine to help. It's it's, it's no uh, big thing. And I and I, as a little girl, I think I kind of felt the pain of the world as well as the beauty of the world. And my response to that was just wanting to um, give people the health. And and I think halfway through my career. I lost my own health. And um, and actually that was the tipping point for me uh, of actually thinking like uh, how I could recover my health and approach health differently because I didn't want to just medicate my symptoms for life. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So it's kind of well, we were just having a quick chat off air (laughs) about wholehearted living. And that seems to be really at the core of what you do. Has that been the case throughout your whole journey, or is that something yeah. you've
1: recently learned? No, I think um, I've always been wired like that. I've always been searching. a deeper sense of purpose like in my own life and I've never been satisfied with just medicating things I remember that halfway through my career I I felt more like a pharmaceutical vending machine than I did a healer you know I was working as a GP um, I've been overseas working in Africa I came back to the inner city GP and it was just like 10 minutes 40 patients a day um, and just this massive push to put people into a disease category to give them a medication and then to get on to the next person and I just hated this sense of never really getting to the roof why somebody was unwell um and just also just the the idea that health is just about the absence or the controlling of a disease it just was illogical to me um and i you know we were saying earlier like we can meet really physically healthy people, but they're utterly miserable. And at the same time, I've met some really sick people with devastating diseases, and yet they are the most life-giving. And I think I've always been searching for, for, you know, what is wholehearted living? What is true health? And 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 for my own life and for my own family, um, but also now, you know, I feel the way I practice medicine, I get to give that to people and guide people in that. And and uh, and that just, you know, fills me with joy. You know, your joy, you recovering your joy, you know, also sort of helps me, um, you know, find my joy as well, kind of that connectedness.
0: Yeah, amazing. So what do you think is the secret to wholehearted living then? Is that is there one, or is it different for everybody?
1: I think um, I think you know it's very similar with um, health, like it's very personalised, yeah. and I and I think. And I think this is where our mindset really falls short with health and this approach to this question about, you know, what is this answer is there is no one answer. Um, Damn it. No, I know. And but the beauty is we get to go on this journey of working out, you know, what we need. Um, you know, on a personalised basis to help us really thrive. I mean, our body is genetically wired um, to sustain our health. It, you know, it has its own cancer surveillance system. It gets rid of cancer cells. It, you know, mon- it maintains our sugars. It maintains our, you know, our mental health. And, and, and so what we need to be asking is what can we do and how can we live, you know, our, our life that actually taps into the design of our bodies. And And where instead of having this mindset of, uh, of just medicating something, or actually there's one size fits all for everybody in terms of treating disease or that search for happiness. It's actually, you know, working out a, a lifestyle that's sustainable and enjoyable that taps into um, our health by our design.
0: Yeah. I mean, you make it sound really easy, but we, we have been hardwired haven't we to, if we're poorly, we go to the GP, we take some tablets and, then we may or may not be better. And I mean I have first hand experience of this and some health some health issues that were really quite scary. And uh, well, I we thought I had endometriosis and it was really awful. And I went to it was in absolute agony. They thought I had appendicitis and then I I was in A for a few days. It was blah 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 awful. And then that was like two years ago now. And My body seems to have healed itself, I think, Mm -hmm. because I take care of it now more than I did a couple of years ago. And I concentrate on my well-being. But I mean, it's very difficult. You can't explain that to everybody. I don't think. What's your approach?
1: So so your whole idea of kind of focusing on well-being is amazing because, because yes, like we've said, our body is wired to heal and repair. We just need to give it the right environment. And and when you look at um, disease on the whole and you look kind of under the hood to see what's causing it, like 10% is our genetics, you know, what you've been handed down from your parents, where 80 to 90% of these chronic diseases that we're struggling with are actually to do with our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... So, you know, I use a framework that taps into five foundations, and I look at sleep, um, movement, rest, which is all about stress management. I look at connection, so, connection to self, connection to others, and connection to that sense of purpose. And I look at nutrition and and then you know i I will then you know guide people you know about how to do those foundations well um and and understanding that change needs to fit with the individual's personality and their life situation and their family situation and and for me it's about guiding people back to health it's not about giving them information it's not about medicating a drug it's about creating a lifestyle like having the right food eating well you know sleeping well managing our stress you know having. That sense of connection are all part of tapping into you know health by design, and so, so so I think it, it although you know I I do hope it has sounded easy because in a way it is and yeah. it is intuitive and it is it, it it's deeply scientific and but you do need help you do need guides and I think there needs to be a shift in our mindset as. You know, patients and medics, where actually, as medics, we should be seen as the guide and helping guide people back to health. And I think as patients, it's taking agency back over our health of, yeah. of actually, there's things that we need to do. And, you know, given that the majority of our um, health issues are rooted in lifestyle, we can't medicate it anymore. And we have to start taking responsibility and finding trustworthy guides to help us know how to eat well, how to sleep well, how to rest well and create tribes of people that do that well yeah. so we, that we can recover our health as a nation um but it, it needs a shift of, of mindset you know because because you just can't keep medicating these things you know no. they're in lifestyle
0: amazing and i guess you mentioned your retreats with hampton manor earlier yeah. I, is that like a, a starting point for somebody who's got no idea where how to begin uh, they come to work with you and you can give them a little yeah. taste
1: so I think one of the easy taste so I do all the, I do free webinars and you know just getting people to think and getting people to navigate like the emotive discussion around food and nutrition it's very confusing and and so and then I also do these online courses which is just about drip feeding and helping people start working out how to apply it to their lives you know in clinic I work with health coaches where I create a a plan and and then you know a coach will work with people to kind of make those changes over time because I think in modern life we are so far away um, from living like we've been designed to live and you know our nutrition and sleep and stress have escalated and changed so much in the last 50 years compared to the thousands of years we've evolved yeah like this quite a shift that needs to be made um and and then like the retreats really for me is just you know it, it's it's just getting a, away and having that reset getting around like-minded people and and i you know we learn through our creativity don't yeah. we? we we sit making a ferment and actually we finally understand about the importance of gut health because we're doing something with our hands or you know you're, you will be out in the wall garden and it's in the, the the digging and showing the vegetables that you start to understand about soil health and how that impacts health so I think the retreats for me are, are just that fun play how can how, you know another way to to you know to get deeper and and then my hope is kind of you know creating a tribe of people who are thinking like this and learning from each other um, you know, in this kind of journey oh wow yeah, that's, <laughs> that's amazing
0: so kind of I mean, design your legacy, we talk about your life, your legacy and then and then later on we'll talk about your jewelry as well but it, how i I hear you speak and I think about legacy, and what what you're doing is essentially um you're speaking about things that aren't that is new to us and and a new way of thinking and quite a i think we need to quite quickly change our way of thinking to look after ourselves more what what does the word legacy mean to you in everything that you're doing
1: yeah so I um I I mean legacy means a huge amount to me because um for me us grappling with our health now is all about what we're imparting for our children like it's very interesting we know that we hand on our genetics but there's this area called epigenetics which is actually the software around our genetics and our decisions that we make we actually hand on to our children and and so actually the decisions of how i self care you know before um i gave birth to my children is is what i give to them and so so you know we're not just talking about us finding happiness we're not just talking about us living fulfilled lives what we're doing is 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 actually handing something on to our children and 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 so and i think it's bigger than that you know it's about the planet as well like we are deeply deeply connected to the planet from the bacteria in our soil to the diversity of the plants that we have available to eat to how you know where our food comes from and how we nurture it we are so connected and um, and we need to be grappling with these questions not only for our own health but for planetary health too and so for me it's all about legacy it's all about what am I um you know what messages and and how am I living in a way that's sustainable and joy-filled that will set you know uh, the life up for my children and grandchildren Mm. um so hugely like it deeply excites me and it's you know, this morning I went for a run thinking, oh, why am I doing this? It's killing me. But- <laughs> you know I just sometimes just feel like giving up and because you know what it's like you run your own business you do thousands of hours you don't get paid and and is anybody listening and (laughs) I cannot not like I am so deeply in love with the planet and 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 humanity and my children like gosh this is what I am contending for you know I'm contending for the future health um you know of our nation and our planet in my small little message um so so yeah like Legacy is a massive thing. I think it's the very thing that that really motivates me that I can't seem to walk away from. Yeah. So I'm just gonna
0: take you back there. You mentioned the planet. So do you think that how we, I guess, live our lives today, um, and if we can really start paying attention to the health of ourselves and the soil health this is something that you're quite passionate about do you think ultimately we can help like begin to heal the planet
1: i think our health is intricately wound with the the, uh, intricately Mm woven with the health of the planet and you cannot separate them. And uh, and therefore, you know, actually, I I believe all, you know, our greatest legacy is actually leaving some living soil. Um, The way that we are farming is destroying our soils. Farming isn't the issue. It's intensive farming. It's the industrialised farming that is the issue. And and so, yes, I, I think, you know, I have a huge amount of people who don't even think nutrition has anything to do with health. I mean, we get no nutritional training and and um but then you know and so we've got to get people waking up to the fact that actually what they eat impacts their health but it goes further upstream it's actually where our food comes from and 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 how it is produced is is it's one story and and you cannot separate it and we all need to be telling this whole story and and so we need to be you know um, looking after the planet by choosing where we buy our foods where it's come from how it's farmed what are they doing to the soils and supporting our really fabulous community here in the UK of farmers who are regeneratively farming and looking after their soils and their animals and their and their, their crops and, yeah. um, and and yes so definitely it's it's one story that needs to be told and, and very connected
0: amazing so then how are you going to leave your legacy <laughs> because it sounds like you've got a really big legacy laid ahead of you and you <laughs> how, how do you intend on leaving it
1: See, I think you know, some of it for me is about I've really fought to create beautiful family rhythms within our family uh, and I really feel that actually imparts something you, you know when you kind of grow up and you, you get married and you think your childhood was normal and then you get married and you think, Oh no, it wasn't normal. That's really odd. And, then <laughs> <laughs> just like, and you realize how it informs how you run life. And my heart and passion is that as I've tried to live this and grapple with what it looks like and, you know, and, and given my children a love for sort of food and farming and the soil, like that and, and rhythms around treats and, you know, all of these things, yeah. I think for me, it's those those rhythms of life that sustain us. That that's my legacy to my kids and my grandchildren, and um, you know, and the friends around me. And but I, you know, I totally like when we met um, through this course we're doing. I was so totally raptured by this whole idea of you know how you tell your story through jewelry and this idea of legacy through jewelry. It just captivated my heart and um and it's really interesting because I come from a very working class background and jewelry isn't a big part of our lives historically we as my siblings like we were the first generation to go to university and for me my parents their legacy was actually just trying to give us education and you know opportunity. Nice. and we don't really have heirlooms in our family at all um you know outside of a wedding ring or a I just what I loved was you know I have three girls and and I was and I was like oh my goodness this is my opportunity to impart gifts that tell story and commemorate things and we passed down the generations I was so excited I was like <laughs> what is amazing? This is totally amazing to so actually have a little pot of money that <laughs> I'm saving up so that I can come to you and we can make beautiful. <laughs> and, um, and so, so yes, I, I love the idea, you know, of yes. this sort of, uh, capturing story and it's so important, isn't it? A
0: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think that, I mean, you you don't you mentioned that you, your family don't really have heirlooms but those wedding rings they're heirlooms and I think even you know um, the smallest piece of jewelry can be an heirloom an heirloom is simply something that's passed down through family generations but interestingly my family also we don't really have heirlooms my grandma has a beautiful collection of jewelry because my uncle has and I've I've since made some, but my uncle's a goldsmith as well and he's made her some beautiful pieces. But her, she never had any jewellery. She's got her mum's wedding ring, which, and that's it. And and then she's got her wedding ring and my my mum has got her mum's engagement ring and then some other bits that she's collected, but no real family heirlooms. And uh, so, I, I mean why I'm so fascinated by them I don't know but maybe it's that deep connection to family and to story and to love and to what we can the legacy that we can leave and the legacy that we can leave in our jewellery I think it doesn't matter that it's if it if it is a, a wedding ring but it it's still so special and tells a massive story about your family
1: I think also like within within your industry in terms of what you do it's it's the power of beauty as well yeah. like i so underrated and I think like beauty you know you're talking about that you know going deeper and finding your purpose and like beauty beauty is a real wonderful escort into the deeper things of our soul and helping us you know work out what really resonates and how we're wired and giving us purpose and so I, I love that kind of this marriage of telling story and beauty and legacy it's just yeah. it just marries so many streams that are so important and I think are really neglected in our busy modern lives where you know everything's about functionality and getting a job done and being productive and we've almost just lost the art of you know wonder and beauty and and creativity and 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 how essential it is for bringing color to our life and so so I I love what you do
0: oh thank (laughs) you but I agree about beauty it's beauty gives hope I think beauty gives it's an aspirational thing it is it instills another form of I don't know, another dimension into our lives. And uh, and I think when people say beauty, people, uh, so it can be perceived, and I've certainly perceived it this way in the past as, uh what's the That's word trauma, I'm looking for? Maybe.
1: Yeah. It's- Glamour with beauty isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, and external thing um doesn't necessarily be linked with um you know an inner inner beauty. And inner
0: beauty exactly. And I think it's and that is really important to bring out that beauty isn't all just about the aesthetic value. It is about the, the, there is a much deeper meaning to beauty. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So, have you got a special piece of jewellery in your life then <laughs> that you'd like to tell us about?
1: I, I, I really don't. Well, I have my, I have my wedding ring and my engagement ring. I honestly don't have any other jewellery than that. I don't have ears pierced. I, I don't,
0: really. <laughs> don't, do you know what? I. It's funny because I, I mean, I had my ears pierced when I was well nine, and bless her, the lady who did them I was the first person she'd ever done, or the first child she'd ever done. So they're wonky. <laughs> but yeah it's not often you hear somebody these days without their ears pierced
1: yeah no so I can't I can't describe anything to you <laughs>
0: well t- talk to me about your engagement and wedding ring
1: so I did have um my engagement ring made so it's a real sort of simple gold band and then it's got um little platinum case with a diamond and I because I was a medic I I yeah, an you're not
0: allowed yeah.
1: Well, I, well, I kind of regret it. You couldn't have anything that kind of stood out because it catches on gloves. And back when I trained, you could wear a sort of simple jewellery as long as it wasn't kind of interfering. Where well, now you're not supposed to have anything on. Yeah. Um, but I really regret because I think I would have, I would have gone for something far more flash. But I, I, I kind of had a false modesty back then and, and <laughs> just go simple and go plain. And so it is very plain. But honestly. I'm going to get a beautiful ring in the next few years.
0: <laughs> Amazing, fantastic!
1: Yeah, kind of um, express, express the internal world that's grown over the years. <laughs> oh
0: yes, absolutely. This ring is going to be a corker. I can tell. Have you uh, have you thought about what what you'd like?
1: Every time you have your social media bits and your pictures I'm having a look thinking, "Oh, I like that and I like this." <laughs> so, now I'm not quite there yet, but I've got lots of ideas brewing. <laughs> oh, amazing.
0: Oh, well, that's going to be a really fun creative process.
1: Yes, yes, I look forward to it. Amazing.
0: And and so then you you were talking about wanting to pass uh, like it down to your daughters. So, do your daughters wear
1: jewelry? How old are your daughters? So I've got three daughters, 15, um, 13, and 10. They're all so different. So my 10-year-old actually is the glamorous one. She's already got her ears pierced, and you know, every, every time she goes anywhere, she comes out with some earrings. And um <laughs> and so far loves that and has an eye for that. My other two are not that bothered around jewellery. Um, but my elder ones are quite, quite a thinker. So yeah. so I imag- so for me. I think she would love receiving something in terms of yeah. the telling a story and the value of Sentiment. it. And and then my middle ones, you know, she's always out with the horses and she's a nature girl and a bit wild. And so yeah. again, not but my youngest one, yes, totally. She just Amazing. loves all the glitter and the glamour.
0: Oh, fantastic. Oh how lovely.
1: <laughs> you know, I my plan would be to to, you know, start thinking about meaningful gifts to them as they get yeah. older. 1821. Um,
0: Absolutely. And I think that it's not all, don't tell anybody I said this, it's not all about jewelry. <laughs> it could be, you know, I think you, you can get the same connection and the same sentiment and the same values just by giving a thoughtful gift mm-hmm. that yeah. is there to be passed down. I've got books that I will never get rid of, books that are falling apart that have been given to me that you know I've just I'm never going to get rid of but then in saying that my dad did, has given me some jewelry and my mum has given me some jewelry for like the 21sts and the 18th and then for my 30th I made the pink diamond ring with three pink diamonds that has then actually begun a collection so yeah so for the big birthdays I think you can definitely get a a special yeah. piece out of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've got
1: a few years to another big birthday. Three years. There we go. Three three <laughs> years. Hey, that'll that'll fly by. It will.
0: So lastly then, Sally, have uh, uh, this is quite a big question. Um mm-hmm. so what piece of advice can you give to other people about living a meaningful and whole and wholehearted life and leaving a legacy?
1: I think for me, it is having the courage to live an inside-out life, to connect with who you really are, um, surround yourself with people who call out the better you and give you the courage to live from your inner convictions. I think when you get to that sweet spot where you can courageously Um, embrace how you're made, what you love doing, who you are, and and live from that place. I think that's wholehearted living. And that's a journey in itself. And I think we get to recreate that and, and dig deeper you know, every decade, like, And and so I so for me, it would be it would be connecting with who we are within ourselves and finding the tools and the people and the inspiration and the ideas, um, you know, around us to do that. I think that's the thing. And I think even like with our health, like we contain within us sort of genetically so much wisdom that often I think if we would just listen, we often know what we need to eat, Mm. whether we need to rest, whether we need to walk, whether we need people or solitude or it's just we've lost connection. We're so mm-hmm. distracted, so pressured by external pressures to be productive or please other people that we've lost the art of listening and drawing inwardly and trusting our own voices. So uh, I think for me, that's, that's the beginning um, of, 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 real, of life and health. It's drawing in and trusting our inner voice.
0: Amazing, uh, yeah i i i would agree. Um, I think that people, just from our conversation and and knowing you over the last few months, I think people can learn a lot from you. So, I'll in the show notes to this episode, I will leave uh, the links to your webinars and to your website so that people can go and just see see what you're all about and hopefully start living that wholehearted life and and trying to reconnect so thank you so much for coming on the podcast this has been amazing and yet you've inspired me to try and live a little more wholeheartedly uh, yeah <laughs> thank you so much so what's the secret to wholehearted living only we can answer that for ourselves there's a beauty in the journey that we have to go on to figure this out sally believes And on the good days, so do I. I love Sally's approach to the design of our bodies and that our bodies are wired to heal themselves if they have the right environment, which in the right environment includes so many different factors. Medication can't necessarily fix this for us. It starts on a much deeper level within ourselves, like Sally says, from the inside out. For me, this conversation actually reminds me a little bit of what we spoke about with Jean Unterhalter. This stuff is mainly intuitive and we really need to learn to listen to that intuition. I love Sally's passion for the future of our planet and the humans on it, including her own family and children. But what a wonderful way to look at legacy being deeply in love with the earth and everyone on it and and that's why she does what she does the legacy isn't for her it's for it's for the future it was music (laughs) to my ears to hear Sally speak about when and how we met and how much the thought of jewellery being the way to tell your story and leave a legacy to her daughters excited her I think that everybody should begin a pot um, of money that they can use only to create beautiful jewellery that tells their story and speaks of their legacy. Um, I think everybody should do that. So let's bring back the art of beauty, wonder and creativity in the jewellery that we wear and pass down through the generations. If you're interested in wholehearted living as Sally speaks about it then please follow her on Instagram and attend one of her free webinars to learn more. The links are in the show notes as are the links to my own website and social media for those interested in designing a piece of jewellery to carry your own really important legacy. Enjoy your journey to wholehearted living it is totally worth it. I would also like to thank everybody for listening to Design Your Legacy. Every listener, every rating, every comment means so much to me because I know that hopefully this has had a positive impact on your day and maybe even your life, as I find a lot of inspiring stories can. As part of my wider mission, I want to encourage and support women all around the world to live their best life possible. And one way that I'm doing this is for every woman I interview on the podcast, I am giving a micro business loan to a woman in Malawi to help support her in entrepreneurship. So thank you once again for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed the episode and have a wonderful day.